Hi, welcome back to Eat, Live, Love, Indulge with me, your host, Kathy Wakili, the place where food, family, and friends come together to make the best recipe for life. So friends, uh, we've all been locked up here in our houses for, oh, I want to say it's about a month now. Well, it is a month for me, and um, I hope that you're all staying safe and healthy. And today I want to talk a little bit to you guys about the time that we're, we've been given, you know, we could look at this at an, as a negative time, you know, and all the things associated with, of course, there's, there's a lot of scariness, a lot of, um, sickness, a lot of uncertainty, but to scale it back, I want you to think about the good things that are associated with this time. I choose to look at it as a gift. You know, so many of us are given gifts and I look at this time and I'm, I'm just the type of person that always tries to look at the glass half full, always, always, and, and, and be optimistic. And so I, I look at this time as a time to reflect, take a look at our lives, uh, a time to appreciate the pause because really it is, it's only a pause. It's only temporary and it's a pause. It's a time that we could reach out to people that you haven't gotten a chance to speak to, um, that you don't get a chance to speak to as often as you like a time to catch up on all the things, unfinished projects that you may have, um, going on in your homes, maybe even just a time to rest and jump off that treadmill and take that time for yourself and maybe think about your next moves. But all, the, the most important thing is I use this time and I, and I, and I continue, and I encourage you guys to use this time as a time to reflect on maybe the untapped gifts that you may have. And I'm sure that you do have them because we all have gifts. Um, so use this time as a gift and a pause to, um, realize all those things, you know, gifts come in all different shapes and sizes. You could just ask my friend, uh, and New York City's own Jennifer Ray Lamos, better known to her clients and fans as J. Ray. It, her gift all started when she met with an astrologer, Janet Cialis, or Skialis, I should say. Skialis? Yeah, I, I got it right. Um, who opened her eyes to what her gift really was. Shortly after becoming acquainted with her, J. Ray was invited to FM Terrestrial Radio to do readings live on the air. With no prior experience, this is where the love of radio began for J. Ray. J. Ray can be described as a psychic, medium, tarot card reader, and a spiritual healer to the stars. She works with some of the biggest stars in show business and some of the most high-profile businessmen in the world. She currently works with the likes of Jennifer Lopez, yep, I said it, J-Lo, and Adriana Lima. You all know her from the beautiful uh, runway shows and um, the most famous, of course, the Victoria's Secret model. To just to name a few of J-Ray's um, clients, J-Ray has appeared on Sway in the Morning on Sirius Radio multiple times, leaving callers and the morning show hosts Sway and Heather B, Heather B. speechless. These days, Jay Ray is working on expanding her brand with multiple television shows in the works, as well as her own podcast, which will be released this summer of 2020. I can't wait for that. She can also be seen in action as she goes live on her Instagram every Sunday night at 9 p.m., giving readings, manifesting, and changing the lives for her fans. So please, everyone, give a welcome to my girlfriend, Jay Ray. Hey, Jay, how are you? Hey, baby, how are you? I'm so happy to be here with you I'm right now. We so can finally thrilled. have girl talk. <laughs> I know. I'm so thrilled to see you, too. You look beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. In my kitchen, as well as you're in your own, because yes, this is what we do. <laughs> absolutely. Like I said, there's always room for another seat at my table. So, always. Yeah. Always. I love that. So, I love that about you. I love that about you. I, I've always loved that about you. I love how you've always incorporated everyone into your world. You never looked at anybody as one-sided. You no. saw everybody as multifaceted. And that was, to me, I've, that's just what I've, I was always drawn to you in that spirit of you. Thank you. You always saw everyone multifaceted and you've never looked down on anyone. No, I, I, I try not to, you know, because I, 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 I I truly believe that we're all 
we all have a gift and, um, yes. you know, with my, my, uh, brand goddess and you got it, you know, mm-hmm. I always believe that we're all God and goddesses created in God's likeness. And we all have Absolutely. gifts and we have the, mm-hmm the ability and the spirit in us to be able to achieve whatever we need. And we all, we have, we all have a quality qualities, I should say, um, Mm -hmm. that we can help benefit other people as well. And uh, we just need to tap into it. And sometimes we need other people to realize it. Yes, exactly. To see that part of things. Right. Because Because oftentimes, and that's what people, yeah, go mm -hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's what people come to me for sometimes, yes. that clarity. Exactly. You know, of, of why do I keep making the same mistake over and over again? Why do I keep butting my head against the wall? Why is this not working out for me? Why does it, I always seem to do this and it always ends up like this. And and why is that, Jerry? I, I believe in God. I do this. I, I pray. I do all these different things. And it sometimes it comes down to one thing. They don't have faith. Right. They don't believe. And so they, they act for it, but they don't right, believe. But they don't believe. Exactly. So sometimes mm-hmm. they need someone to show it to them. So that's yes. what I wanted to address first was mm-hmm. for those of you that don't believe in um, psychics or mediums or uh, tarot card readers or anything mm-hmm. like that, or spiritual healers. Um, I want to just preface by saying there are a lot of people out there that claim to uh, be able to see the future, to be able to mm-hmm. read you, to be able to tell you what you really want to hear. Um, right. And so that has made us skeptical over the years. And, and of myself as well, by the way. Oh, we'll get of, into that. I would love to talk yes. about that. Yeah. Yes. So there's a yes. lot of people that um, believe that it's all tapping into the underworld or to that, the, mm-hmm. uh, the dark side. Um, Jay Ray's mission and Jay Ray's whole philosophy is really based on the Lord and the Lord's teachings mm-hmm. and um, tapping into helping you see the spirituality in everyday life. And so she's never going to tell you something that's dark and, and monstrous or tell you what you should do with your life. She's just going to help you talk to you and make you understand the gifts that the Lord has given all of us yes. and base it on faith and, 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 and spirituality, not anything and, hokey or anything dark or scary or anything like that. So let's talk a little bit about that. Whether you're a believer okay. or not, you definitely have to listen to this conversation because I want to, let's start at when you first realized your mm-hmm. gift. Well, I remember when I was raised Catholic, mm-hmm. um, I came from a, a Spanish household. My dad was from Spain mm-hmm. and my mom was Puerto Rican. So we came and she was you know, raised in New York, but my dad came from from Spain. So it was, it was definitely a household where, where God was definitely part of the everyday, you right. know, for sure. Um, my dad also had the gift. A lot of people don't know this, but my dad had the gift and my mother's side of the family had the gift. So, and I'm wow. the only child of my parents. Oh, okay. So I kind of came out like the perfect storm, if that makes any sense. So my knowing, you, family, knowing you, I say, yeah, definitely makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect storm. Right. Right. So my, so my mom's side of the family was more of, um, I, I hate to say the negative side, but they're very, you know, very Santeria, very kind of like right. negative, the dark side. My dad's side was all very white and very, you know, loving. My great grandmother was Avita Mendez and she ran boarding houses in New York City for all the Spanish merchant marine men. Oh, That's what she had so in New York City for, year, for a very long time. So she was a caregiver and a lover of, of helping and healing mm-hmm. Um, all of these sail- these sailors to kind of get them back on the boats again and get them back out into life again. Right. So I kind of feel like I definitely picked up on her energy uh, sure. when she passed. Um, so with that being said, I w- grew up Catholic, made mm-hmm. my communion, made all my sacraments, got right. married in the Catholic church. I mean, Catholicism was definitely part of my everyday, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I always believed in God. I just, for some reason, even as a young girl, I just didn't, I didn't understand too much of how can I hear God but then they're telling me I'm not supposed to hear God, that only one person can hear God. And then he's and then supposed to relay the message. And to tell you right. <laughs> what God is saying. So right. I didn't really understand how they wanted us to have this personal relationship with God, but yet we're not supposed to believe anything we're hearing mm-hmm. and that we're only supposed to believe it from one source, right. one other person. And that was confusing to me because my feeling was from the time I was a little girl, I believe, I knew I heard God. I very, very clearly connected with the, the, the voice of him, the feeling of him and the knowing he was with me at all times. Right. I never Beautiful. felt alone ever, right. okay. ever. I right. never felt alone. 
I didn't grow up in a very uh, conventional household. <laughs> my dad, be, you know, we lived in Staten Island and my dad worked on the docks. Right. Anybody knows what that means. Sure. You know what that means. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was a foreman. You know right. what I mean? He was a no, he was a no show guy. Right. Um, so we grew up in a household that was very much that way. Mm-hmm. So we didn't grow up in very conventional that way, but I definitely saw how my dad's faith in God definitely got him through. Sure. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, I lost my dad young. I was 27 when I lost oh, my dad young. and I lost my dad yeah, yeah. to, to addiction. So I understood the process of good and bad and what this the all struggle. means and, and at, and the struggle. Yes. Right. And, and I realized that everyone always thinks when something bad happens, God let this happen. There's right. a God. How did he let this happen? Right. And I believe that God doesn't let anything happen. I think that out of every tragedy comes there's a blessing in disguise somewhere in I'm that tragedy. There has that. to be yes. something yes. that can't just be all bad. Just right. like they can't be, you know, in a, in a situation where people say it's too good to be true. If you think that way, then it's going to be bad. You're right. going to make the negative out of that positive. So right. why don't we just be grateful for what's there and not look at it negatively? So I guess for me, it's just always been there for me to know that even mm-hmm. as a young child, right. I just always knew something was better. Right. all the time right that something was was there was always a positive in this negative right. whatever and, and, it might be and search for and it. i right and then and look for it definitely right. look for it don't just assume it's going to show up and you have to look for it right and you have to find it in order to get you through those days and mo- it's like a muscle once you start to use that muscle you tap into it everything easier. start opens it opens up like a flower everything just starts to become beautiful mm-hmm. yes and insightful. i'm a truly believer of that a true believer yeah. yes and there's got to be I mean, you went through, my, my son's autistic, was born with autism. I know your daughter had a brain tumor. Right. And here we are, right? Mothers, why would God give us a child that we know we can't help or or do something? Why would he leave us helpless? Right. And instead we found it as our power, right? It became Absolutely. our superpower. It did because at, when after, you know, I, I did a podcast with a friend of mine the other day. His name yeah. is Justin Shank. And he talked to me about growth and what was my, my mm-hmm. strongest moment of growth. And I said, well, you know what? I think uh, after each dark time, I realized mm-hmm. how much power I really had and how yeah. strong I really was. And so anytime there was difficulty in my life, um, mm-hmm. I looked at it that, uh, you know, I, I never questioned why is this happening to me? Me neither. I never, I never questioned And why. even my daughter, mm-hmm. when she was diagnosed with her brain tumor, she, she never mm-hmm. said, why me? I, she right. just, she said, okay, what are we going to do next? You know, even, even That's as a young theory. child. Are, okay. So what are we doing next? Right. And, mm-hmm. and I would just tell her, okay, this is what we're going to do. I don't know why this is happening, but we're going to figure it out and we're going to figure mm-hmm. out together. And, um, you know, I'm going to ask for help in the, in the help the most high. I'm going to ask God for help high. to, to right. help me, to guide me and stay with mm-hmm. me the whole time. And, um, and so I think that that really has helped me quite a bit, you know, come into my me power too as well. Yeah. yeah. When, when my son was diagnosed, he was diagnosed young. I knew there was something wrong with him immediately. Everyone thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't giving him a chance. He was only two, but right. I just knew there was something off. He wasn't mother's doing what, Sure. Other mother's instinct kicked in. Yeah. And I remember praying to God one day and I remember just saying, dear God, give me a sign. Give me a sign that I am where I, where my instincts are correct. My motherly instincts are correct. So I know to get him the best help possible. I could get him early intervention. Right. Please let me know. And the next morning he woke up and he was not himself and he started to bang his head to the point against the wall, to the point where he was hurting himself. And to me, that was, even though that was tragic for me to see and watch, I knew that was my sign. I asked Absolutely. for it and it came. And it came. And, and I knew like, there was no denying that there, something was there wrong. There was no denying what right. I saw. And immediately I heard in my head, you know, like I heard that voice, here's your sign. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Yeah. Get him help. Right. And immediately that's when I knew to get him early intervention. But that's where I've always used God as my faith. Sure. And I was only 21 or 22. Oh, at the that's time. so I was a young. young mother. Yeah, I got yeah. married young. Yeah. So, and, and how old is he now? He's 23. He's 23. And so 23 and years ago, me, there was not the same awareness out there at no. all for, for you, especially no. at 21 years old, to be aware mm-hmm. and to be so connected to something, mm-hmm. you know, to be aware and to get help at that age, 21 years old, think about that. Yes. 21 years think old, of, kids mm-hmm. at 21 are worrying about where they're going to brunch. That's <laughs> all they're, they're worried about. And their selfies, exactly. right? And here I am 
cooking, cleaning, raising a family, having a husband, having to wash clothes and hang dry them, by the way, because we couldn't have a dryer in our apartment and literally had to do those things. And at the same time, dealing with a child who can't speak. I already had my daughter. They're only a year apart. Oh, wow. So So you had been a mother already at 22 by 22 by 22 I already had my second wow yeah so it was like you know and married and you know and the whole the whole thing so I really didn't have time to question whether I was hearing God or not it was like again my faith kicked in and I knew okay I have to do what's being told to me and I have to make sure that I do it the best way I know how Mm -hmm. and I asked God this is what people don't realize you without you realizing it you ask God subconsciously to bring people into your life to help you you and guide you. And I, there came this man yes. named Keith. Uh-huh. And he became actually my best friend Teresa's now husband, who she's been married to for almost 20 years. Wow. And I introduced them, you know, so there's all these little interconnectedness that starts to happen. And he was the same name as my son. My son's name is Keith. So he became his, you know, his, his Guardian person Angel, to kind, coordinate. Yes, right. Yeah. And yes. next thing you know, he coordinated all his services. And next thing you know, my best friend Teresa had just gotten divorced and had an annulment. She was beside herself. And I introduced them to, and next thing you know, they get married. They've been together ever since, have two kids. Beautiful and her blessings. daughter comes out with autism. Oh. So it's kind of this interconnectedness that people don't realize God has a hand in everything. Absolutely. And if you believe that God has a hand in everything, you'll start to see the hand that God has in everything. Absolutely. And if you pay attention to it, yeah, Yeah. you pay attention to it. All the signs are there. You just have to open your eyes. You have to be like awake. You know, if you're low vibrational, if you're sitting in the, in the victim, in the victim mode, Mm -hmm. if you're sitting in hurt and pain, if you're sitting in trauma, if you're sitting in somebody trying to come over to you to go, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to make you better. That does not happen. As a healer, as me, I, Right. It's inside of you first. I have to help you tap into it. All I can do is guide you through it. But mm-hmm. if you're refusing to do the work, I can't make you do the work. It's like a, it's like a personal trainer. Right. You want to lose weight? Stop putting the food in your mouth and start exercising. But right. he can't make you not, not put the food in the mouth and he can't make you get on the treadmill. Correct? No, he absolutely. You. He can only kind of show you the way. Tour. Exactly. That's all, exactly. And all I can do is show you the way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and be consistent in showing me the way though. I'm going to, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride you. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you're doing the work. So right. no, there's well, that's no your doubt job. that I, that's, that's your my job. job. And when God wakes me up in the middle of the night and says, Hey, you know, client a needs to know this, this, and this today, client mm-hmm. A is going to get that message. And they're going to be like, how did you know? Right. Because I can feel you lowering your vibration in fear that this person maybe not come back. Or I can feel the, the I can actually feel it. Right. And I have to remind you that if you open up that door, this is what you're pulling out, right. you know, and right. that beast is not there. And you know what I mean? You, you don't, it's kind of the unbaked oven, uh, unbaked cake theory. You obviously mm-hmm. know this as a cook yes. and say that faith is like un, un, an unbaked cake. You have all the recipe for a beautiful cake. You have the perfect measurements of flour, sugar, eggs, everything you need for that perfect cake. Right. And you mix it all together and every ingredient is precise, correct? Right. Every ingredient is precise. A- absolutely. God is very, very precise in who he brings into your life and the ingredients that bring you to where you need to be. God is very precise. He will not give you an ounce more than you can handle, or he's not going to give you an ounce less that you can handle. He's going to give you the exact amount that you can handle. Mm -hmm. And if you put it all together and you put it in the oven and you get ready and you put it in the perfect pan and you put it in the oven, temperature's just right. Everything is in the perfect setting for a miracle to occur. Perfect setting. Right. But then impatience kicks in. And you keep opening the oven door. You keep opening Letting the oven door. Is it done? In. Yeah. yeah. Is it done yet? Is it done yet? How can you let something cook? How are you going to have faith if you can't let something do what it's supposed to do? You've mm-hmm. got to have patience. Mm-hmm. Let it finish. Let right. it go complete. Right. And there's a lot of people that pull that cake out a little too soon, cut into it and go, it doesn't taste like what I thought it was going to taste like. How come it didn't come out right? Because you tried to put your hand in it. Right. You tried to you inter- you tried to interfere. Intervene. Yeah. There you go. A lot of people like to interfere mm-hmm. with God's plan, whatever that may be. Well, especially nowadays, think I think. Oh, I think God, yes. more so people are so ready for that immediate gratification. They don't want to well, wait the to time, it. you know? And and it's getting mm-hmm. harder and harder and harder because 
the way technology has has mm-hmm. you know brought, came into this world, we're we're getting so distracted by all this outside noise. First of all, yes. and then yes. everything is so readily available to us at our fingertips, mm-hmm. and so yes. we expect that to be that the way in life in general. And so right. that that's why what brings me back to my introduction was yes. this is a time for pause, a time a to realize pause. that things take time. Things take time mm-hmm. to happen. Um, and, you know, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. I just, um, I, the only time I've left the house really is in, in 30 days was um, to go for walks. I haven't mm-hmm. gone to the grocery store. My husband's been doing all that. We designated mm-hmm. one person in the household to do that. And so um, I've been going walks for walks outside. And from mm-hmm. the day, and I do this before this all started. So um, right. I noticed so many families walking mm-hmm. together and okay mm-hmm. time is a gift and they've been yes. utilizing that gift but watching people i i sit as where i'm sitting right now my kitchen table have all windows and i could look out to my backyard my neighbor's mm-hmm. backyard and what a beautiful sight it is to see every single day his family outside playing he's got three little children sitting, sitting, Mm -hmm. enjoying the fresh air, watching the kids swing on the, uh, you know, out outdoors Mm -hmm. on the swings, playing games with them. Um, I'm sure he does this on the weekends, but Mm -hmm. how many families have I noticed that aren't doing that with their kids normally on a normal basis, but now they are. Yeah. They're out there. Their normal day has changed, which is fantastic. It's so wonderful. It's so nice to see because we've lost touch We've lost touch with what's important. We've exactly. lost touch, you know. The family meal. How about the family the, meal that is hello that has been missing in society for so long is finally back. It's, it's finally back. back. It has to be back. And yes. you know what? And 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 it's and I'm going to say this, and and probably people have every every. There's always somebody, but I think us mothers. Yeah. I think we came from a time when we were able to raise our children comfortably, yes. comfortably knowing we could be stay-at-home moms and be comfortable with that right. idea. Right. Comfortable. Maybe towards the end, we probably were being a little shamed for not having our quote-unquote own. Right. But the most important thing that happens is what happens within the walls of our home and the people we raise. Absolutely. That's the most freaking important thing there is. I don't know what else is more important than that is the human beings that we put out into the world. I, I couldn't agree more. That was my job to raise that was my really job. great human beings. That was my job. That, and I took it so serious. You have to take it serious. Yeah. You have to. Right. And I think what happened was is so many women have been played with and toyed with the idea that being a stay at home mom was a bad thing, that it was a negative, right. that it was a, it meant that they it didn't wasn't have enough. a life or that it wasn't, it wasn't enough. enough. Like, what does that mean? You serve your husband. That's disgusting. Right. Oh, what do you mean? You gave your husband dinner first before you serve your kids. That's how it is. Right. I, I don't know how else to say, call it right, wrong or indifferent, but I was raised where the man gets the lion's share and the children get whatever they need. And we make it work. We figure exactly. it out. Exactly. Exactly. But that's our, that was our job is the beauty of us. Was and there's, that no, shame it out. there's, no, and there's shame no shame in that. There's no shame in that. And for the women that made, had made to, that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but for no, the women that, that went out to work and were also caretakers in the house and doing it all, they had to do you both. know, you know what? Oh, big, big shout yeah. out to them because they big also struggled with the guilt of leaving oh. their families, you know, uh, or the guilt of enjoying having their own thing, you know? Right, so there's, exactly. there's, there's, there's sides to it all. So we don't discount so anyone. Sides. We're not like, um, well, I think you and I both, yeah. we were home with our children. And then all of a sudden we had somewhat of a career, right? You know, when, when I started to do radio and I started to do, you know, TV and things like that, which happened very, very quickly, by the way, it wasn't something I woke up in the morning and it was like, Oh, this is my life. Right. I didn't, this was not an, I didn't aim for this. This is, wasn't a, exactly. a dream of mine. This was God's will. Yes. And trust me, he willed it. Into, into existence. I can tell you that. Right. But I was a stay-at-home mom. I, I got up every morning at 5 a.m. I made breakfast for my kids. I made their lunches. I brought them to school. I went home, did laundry, mm-hmm. load the laundry, cooked dinner before they got home, at least seasoned it up, got her ready, picked up the kids from school, brought them home, homework, seven o'clock, was, you know, dinner exactly. was six, Beth was seven, eight was bed, nine was husband, 10 was sleep. 12, exactly. <laughs> Repeat. <laughs> Repeat. Yeah. But when I had to go back to work and I, uh, and my husband and I got divorced, it was a different 
dynamic. Not that he was much help because he wasn't because God knows that I made it that way, but he wasn't much help. And so I didn't really miss kind of that other person. That part, but, but the financial my, part, but helps, the financial sure. part helped. And then also the kids were like, okay, there's only one person regardless. There's only one person. So I do understand the dynamic, right. but I did feel guilty. I was like, of Oh course. my God, I'm not going to be able to be here or I have to travel. So I have to leave, you know, them home with this person or that person for two or three days. Cause I have to do this, I have to do that. But then it also became a money thing where I had to, that's how I earned my money. Right. And it was the most convenient way. Cause I had a child with autism. So I can't, I can't, I don't, can't have a nine to five, no. but I can do two days here and three days over there and then come home and be home for two weeks. So it was kind of, I had to kind of measure out a little bit of that, but even that little bit gave enough guilt to make you feel like, Oh my God, I'm a terrible mother. I wasn't able to be home for three days. Right. But when I look at the big scheme of things, I was able to manage it to the point where my kids never really felt that they didn't have me. Right. They always had They're me, always there, but they right. just had to have me in a different way. Sure. So, but and that's okay too, because at yeah, that that's time, okay that's when, for me, um, mm-hmm. my kids were in middle school when I started yes, to, mine too. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, it was, an, it was difficult for me because I was struggling yes. with that guilt of leaving them and not, mm-hmm. you know, not taking care of every little thing, but mm-hmm. In retrospect, I look back and I say, okay, that's where they pulled together and they thrived Mm -hmm. and they became, they came into their own. Um, Of course Mm -hmm. I was there all the time, but I I stepped back a little bit and they had to assume more responsibilities and Mm -hmm. that helped shape who they, who they are. And that little bit of time, that little little bit of time, I was always there lingering and, and overseeing Mm -hmm. things, but, but physically I wasn't there doing everything for them. So they learned right. to do it together. Number one, it strengthened yeah. their mm-hmm. relationship even more Their so. Bonds. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then they learned to depend on one another, to check in, to become more responsible mm-hmm. and to be re- more responsible in household chores, just their mm-hmm. own judgment, their own yes. um, accountability came into yes. it. And mm-hmm. um, it was, that's an, you know, an un, undiscovered little gift. And if you, yeah, well, when you I had look three back, children. okay. Mm-hmm. So, you I know, had three. yeah. And my, my oldest is my autistic son mm-hmm. who's 23 and he's high functioning kind of, you know what I mean? But he still needs a lot of help. Right. So his younger sister his the middle child, Olivia, she had to assume my position when right. I wasn't around. So she knew how to give him his meds. She knew what to feed him. She knew what to do with him. She knew what time to put him to bed. And then the youngest child, the baby, you know, she's 20 now, but she also had to kind of step up into the role. And she's more of the caretaker. She's Olivia doesn't like to cook. She never did. Okay. She never cared to cook. She doesn't really ever wanted to learn. Okay. She's one of the, we call her the princess. She That's just didn't okay. want to learn. That's she's okay. like, I'll go to the store. I'll buy the food. I'll do the shopping. She's the delegate. She's, she's the, the manager. That's exactly. It. Everybody needs a manager. Exactly. And then Liliana would be the, you know, the, the one doer. around the house cleaning yes. and the doer and, yeah. and, you know, and they all assumed their roles. See, they all did that naturally right. on their own without me because they, that's how that dynamic worked when I wasn't home. That's right. just how it worked. But, but they all have the gift. All three of my sure. children have the gift. They do. Um, wow. All of them. Yes. And do you well, know what I that's think like again, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, there's a lot of personalities in that room. There's a lot of going on. <laughs> but let's talk about that happened. a little bit. So yeah, yeah. you've helped them discover that as well. Because don't yeah. you you you've told me in the past that a lot of us are walking around with the gift. We just have Absolutely. it's it's it hasn't gone, it hasn't been discovered. It hasn't us. been discovered in the way that so your intuition kicks in. When you are a people person, your intuition kicks in. You kind of know the person that you can obviously gel with very well or somebody that you instinctively know this might not be a person that I'm going to become lifelong friends with, but they're here for a reason. Exactly. You're not judging them. You just know energetically, this is not going to work for me. This is something that's, that's your gift, right? Mm -hmm. And then your gift is cooking, correct? Right. You can, you don't measure a thing, correct? I usually don't know. Instinctively. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) How much to put in wherever. That's a gift. I have the same gift in a different way. I know by meeting somebody, how much trauma they've been in, how much belief they have, Mm -hmm. how much faith they have. I can see their recipe for how they live their life. Right. Immediately. Okay. Just kind of by meeting them. My youngest, my children, I didn't tell my children I had the gift until they were older. Okay. And they kind of found out on their own with 
people that would start telling them. Like for instance, my daughter would go to school and they all, we, you know, I, I moved them to Tampa, to Florida. So it was kind of a closed knit school and they mm-hmm. all wore uniforms and that's how it right. was around here. And it was a small community. Sure. And this so is everyone kind of knew one another. Exactly. And it was a kind of a Bible belt kind of thing. Okay. So this was not really looked upon as something positive. <laughs> Again, tapping back into what I said, swinging back, that most people mm -hmm. look at it as a negative thing. As a negative. So I was very fearful because there wasn't a lot of Catholic out here, but there was a lot of uh, Presbyterian. There was a lot of um, Episcopal. There was a lot of Christianity. Mm -hmm. So it was a different way that I was raised. Right. Okay. So it was really not looked good upon, by the way, here. Um, So when they were older and then little by little, like their teachers would come to me for, for a session and whatever, and everything would be hush, hush, hush. hush it was a kind right. of a, like a, a little, you yeah. know, very underground. And I don't live that way. I don't right. vibrate at that level. I mean, naturally I'm a Scorpio. So I do things on deeply, Dis- discreetly, felt deeply, sure. and discreetly. There's a difference between doing discreet and, and hiding something. Yes. Right. Yes. And being, you know, I didn't like the sneaky and the hiding part, but sure. I knew God was going to handle that. I gave that to God. And I said, you figure that part out because I don't know how to do this. I don't know how You're to do this. You're just being true and honest with your, who you are, but you weren't shouting right. it from the rooftops. The rooftops. Right. Not at all. No, right. no, no. So little by little. And I remember Olivia Ray coming home and she was like, did you give Miss Doctor a, a, a reading? And I said, and her teacher was Miss Doctor. Uh-huh. And I was looked at her like, oh God, what do I do? Now uh-huh. my best friend Cindy, you know, Pastiello, she's like, she's from New York, she's from Brooklyn, and she was like my only other New York friend here. Right. And she was like, what are we gonna do? I, it was like <laughs> as if I, it was like she just found out her mother was a prostitute or something. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna tell her. <laughs> so I said, call it a reading call, whatever, but Miss Doctor needed me. And right. she called me and she needed my advice. Right. Did you do the cards? Oh my, oh my God, God, everyone's going to know. My daughter was beside herself. Sure. She was 12 and she was beside oh, herself. The hardest she time. She was so mad at me. You have yeah. no idea. I believe And <laughs> later on, when she was about 16, she found out, because I didn't say anything. I let her be mad at me, by the right. way. I wasn't going to defend what it. I did. Right. She had to get over it. I wasn't going to defend it because at the time, this doctor had ovarian cancer. Oh. And I had died. I didn't diagnose the doctor, but I, told her to she check had went into and something. I had said, yeah. you need to check this a little further. There's something not right. They're telling me something's not right. I don't know what doctor you need to go for a third opinion, whatever. We didn't have to say she went for a third opinion and ended up being ovarian cancer. And she was very, very sick for a while. And Olivia had come home and she goes, we have a substitute teacher. Miss Doctor's not. So she had in her mind, this doctor didn't come back to school because of me. Oh my God. So <laughs> I'm like, had, you know, but it wasn't my business to tell. Right. Of Eventually course. later on, my daughter found out when she was 16 that Miss Doctor was very, very ill and she was going through chemo and mm-hmm. they didn't want the kids to know in school because it wasn't the right thing to do and whatever. Okay. Right. Make a long story short, I realized that Olivia, and she told me, that she was having dreams of Miss Doctor in the hospital. And she didn't tell me she was having dreams of Miss Doctor in the hospital. And she didn't know that Miss Doctor was in the hospital. She had no idea. Mm -hmm. So she was already picking up on something psychically kind of, you know, and I think it was just Miss Doctor's kind of, because Miss Doctor knew she was very upset. So I think Miss Doctor was kind of putting out the energy, this, that vibration. Okay. I'm okay. I'm in the hospital. Like, don't be mad at your mother. Right. (laughs) You know, because, you know, and Olivia definitely is a medium like me. She hated it though. She turned it right off. She would okay. come does to she me ever and she would tell me. Tap into it now? As she's grown? She hates it. Oh, she still does. No. Yeah. She she's not there yet. Okay. I wasn't really I didn't accept it really until I was in my thirties. My early thirties. Yeah, 30s. tell me a little bit. You told me this story that you were yeah. having yeah. dinner, I believe, or lunch, or you were having a big Italian meal with one of your friends. Can you share yes. that story? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was a Jewish meal. My best okay. friend Amy. Jewish. And we were having Seda. Oh, okay. So I'm about this having Seda and I've invited over to Seda and, you know, the brisket and everything, the noodle puddings right. on the table and her mother Linda's, you know, coming out with the big fancy trays and, you know, yes. we're having Seda, you know, right, right. and my friend Damien's across from me. Okay. And, the, and this is all in Staten Island, by the way, so you can only yeah. imagine picture Staten Island. And Very colorful table. Like, yeah. Very colorful <laughs> table. Right. Okay. So Damien, my Italian friend is across from me and he's, directly across from me and I have Amy's dad to the to the right of me by the way his name is Stephen but I call him Sammy don't ask okay. why and then I have Amy's between me and his her dad and and, and, and basically and Linda's best friend since the time she was kids okay. is at the table two 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 couples okay? okay so they're much older one couple terrified of me knew I was coming to Seda was actually contemplating not coming because I was going to be there 
because no she was afraid of Be- you because she was just afraid of you? I'm going to tell them that just afraid that I'm going to tell them something bad. And oh, okay. You like, were you already not- known to be, you know, have a gift. I was already known okay. to have the gift, but it wasn't something that I talked about. It right. was kind of, they knew it, but it wasn't right. like, you know, come for dinner. And by the way, give us all the reading. It right. was come for dinner at Seda. Right. You're my so, friend. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Come for dinner, everybody, whatever. So, but Linda, <laughs> before I had come, Linda says to me, listen, I'm having everybody over. Tell your peeps not to talk. Okay. <laughs> I know sometimes you, you, you do things and just, just whatever happens, just no matter what they tell you, excuse yourself from the table and go somewhere because Vinny wouldn't be able to handle it. Vinny right. was one of the guys, that, right. the one of the couple. Okay. So I was like, no problem sitting there. Now, Damien too was like, Please. Now, Damien was a huge NYPD detective. Okay. Yeah, be quiet. Don't say anything. And I, and I usually am, but I don't know that particular night. They must have known something I didn't know because I was whatever. So Sammy, Stephen, Amy's father, sitting on the side of me, and he was telling me about how he was persecuted as a Persian and a Jew and blah, blah, blah. And he's going through the whole story and, right. you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden I looked and I said, well, and it just came right out. I didn't, I didn't even, I said, well, I was like, well, you have three kids. So you understand now. Mind you, he has two children. So I said, three kids. So then Amy goes, what are you talking about? Me and my brother are sitting at this table. What do you mean? Me and Brian are sitting right here. Oh my God. So her father goes, well, you know, the fir- my first child, we don't know exactly where they are. Oh my God. Linda hits the, 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 the tray hits the table. The forks go flying. Oh my Linda God. Linda runs into the kitchen. I don't know what's going on. I didn't even realize I said three kids. I, it it just even, was, a, it was just... You know, it, it just came, came right out. out of my mouth. I didn't even realize I said it. And next thing you know, Amy goes, what? And he <gasps> goes, yeah, it's a girl. And she goes, excuse me? Now, Amy's 46, 47 years old at the time. She's like, excuse me? How oh do I goodness. not know you? And you're my father. How do I not know these things? So then he says, well, before your mother, I was engaged. Uh-huh. And, you know, she goes, excuse me, what? Like, oh you were engaged. He's like, I was engaged to someone else. I was promised. Right. To someone else. And I fell in love with your mother. So I had to let her go. But then I later on found out that she was pregnant and that she had a baby, but then she married someone else. So I don't know if the baby's wow. mine or not. And I okay. never got to find out. This was 50 now, 53 years ago. Oh my so, God. And the whole story happens at Seda dinner. Damien's yeah. kicking me under the table. Like, like didn't up. I tell I you? you shut <laughs> up. <laughs> shut up. That's hysterical. And like, we are never, you know, so Linda, of course, did the whole, I'm never inviting you again. Oh, my God. Ever again. You know, whatever. And then the next day she called me. She was like, you know what? It was time the kids knew. It yeah. was kind of a, it was a secret that was not necessarily needed to be a secret. Right. It, was it, was, that, it, was it wasn't killing. shameful. Which is so crazy is Amy always felt it. She would always say to me, my parents are not telling me something. Oh, wow. My parents are not. T-. So she always, as a child, she said she felt, felt something. It. She knew something was off. So now she's like, well, now you're going to help me find my sister, apparently, because you know, I was like, well, listen, I'm not that psychic. I, right. I can't find, you know, but, <laughs> but for whatever reason, it brought Amy and her father closer, closer because that, that was in between them. And now it's not. It was an invisible barrier that she didn't understand that was there. She said, I could never get close to my dad because he and was probably since- always cautious that it would come out the wrong time. Exactly. And his fear, fear will kill anybody, by the way, sure. ruin everything. Yes. Fear of not connecting and fear of Linda, Linda's fear, his fear, you know, both of them was their daughter and son will find out something that's and horrific, which is not so horrific, by the way. No. Now you find years later, everyone's been married and has kids of their own. It's sure. kind of not a big deal, but it made Amy and her dad close. So now so- her dad brings bagels once a week and they have they, they that, hang out together. That's, she never great. Had that that's great. So let me so, ask you, I'm sure everyone mm-hmm. listening wants to know, did she yeah. ever go look for her sister? She did. Oh, and, um, great. She, yeah, we went looking somewhere in Brooklyn, but because we the, the trail left in Brooklyn, the yeah. dad did some research of his own. Once Facebook came out and stuff like that, he thought he could, but it just never, it never panned out. Okay, but I told so it's Amy, not meant whatever's to be. meant to be is meant exactly. to be. And, and if she, you know, but you would mention know that. Right. So, right. That's the, that's and so that the was enough because the blessing is that your she and her dad got closer but they together. Got closer as a family. Yes. You know, it's so crazy. Yes. It's kind of like all four of them became so close after that. Her, her and Brian became closer because now they had this thing in common and, and everybody just kind of like, it was like, it was like a bubble that popped that I didn't even know was there that right. finally just was like, Oh, let it go. Right. It's not that big of a deal. And that was it. And then once that happened, everybody got close. So I was, 
I feel like somewhere I was a little bit of the intercessor, which is a good thing. So, yes, that blessing um, in disguise. You know, the barrier, in that, that invisible barrier is gone yes. now. And, you know, I and that's a, a beautiful thing. I think a lot of people thing. hold, hold yeah. a lot of things inside of them they don't realize. Mm -hmm. That is not such a big deal. No, <laughs> you know, no, it right. Really isn't. You're right. You know, it, it's kind of, it hurts them more than it realizes it helps them. They think they're, they think they're doing something good for the family or doing something good for everybody else by not telling them when really in all reality, you're only preventing yourself from getting the help and the love and the understanding that is needed, the watering that's needed exactly. to help that situation, whatever it may be. Sure. A lot right? of times we put so much stress on something and then as soon yeah. as that, that is gone, um, it's over. It just, it's over and you can move on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, as I, as I grew spiritually, I started to understand that there's a lot of factors that come into having my gift mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't so much, even though I would do live calls and people would call in and I would get things on point so quickly. I knew there was other tools that we have tools. It's like everything else, like mm -hmm. in kitchen, you have tools to use to make sure everything is measured properly and you, you get all the right stuff together. We use things like cards and tarot cards and things, but they, nothing can tell you the future. See, this is where I think a big misconception comes in. People think psychics can tell you the future. I don't believe right. that's true. Right. That's where I become a septic. I think everything is free will. I think you have two paths. I give you the left and you could take the right. It's with which one you want to take. This right. is going to be the outcome if you take this one. And this is going to be the outcome if you take mm -hmm. this one. If you change your pattern, you're going to get a different result. Absolutely. If you don't change your pattern, this is going to be your result. So I feel like it's never really so much me telling you the future. It's me about just telling you what your pattern is that's going to then create the free will necessary for you to change up your whatever that looks like. Right. Do I think some things are destined? Yes. Do I believe that God puts certain people and markers in your life to, to make outcomes to a certain it. way so that yes. you can then move on to different? Yes, absolutely. I don't think that the rite of passages go the way. I think we no. all go through a rite of passage in our lives where we can't ignore kind of what is, right? Absolutely. You, kind of, you meet somebody and you can't ignore what is. And right. You have a child and you can't ignore what is, right? And you, you know, you have siblings, you can't ignore what is, right? You, you're your parents, you can't ignore what is, exactly. right? These are all rites of passages that you have to take on in Absolutely. life. And, and, and I believe that, to, that. And those are the type of things that are destined Mm -hmm. Yes, that those signs are put there. And yes. that's where your path could, oh, well, you're driving along the road. This is the path right. I'm going down. Something jumps in your in, in your way. Now you could either hit it, your hit free it. will, or you could <laughs> you know, swerve. And I think that, you know, when you pay attention to those signs, you yeah. know, and of course, not so abruptly like that, but there are subtle signs along the way that mm -hmm. make us stop and say and pause and say, hmm. This is, well, I think it's this in is love something, too. yes, absolutely. I, I absolutely. think in love, I think, you know, um, so many of us have dodged bullets, oh, yeah. <laughs> big bullets mm -hmm. that at one point we're praying to God for these people. We're like, please make them love me. Please bring them back. Please. And God keeps going. No. Yep. That's why no. your heartbreak. Yeah, it's why your heart breaks. And it's also this burning bush, you know, the Abraham, the burning bush, you know, yes. like these red flags are so big and bright, but we want to believe they're kind of golden amber. We don't want to really believe that there were big red flags. Mm -hmm. We want to believe the best in the situation because in our ego, we want what we want. We want what we need. It's not about what that other person can eventually do to us. See, God sees it down the road. We don't see that. God right. sees down the road. This is going to be the outcome of this situation. If you're not if you keep pushing for this, yes. you know, and I can't tell you how many people have come to me and said, and I knew the whole time and I right. don't know why I still did it. I knew the whole time and I still went, I went through with it. I knew the whole time and I still did it. And, and I said, okay, well, we could take two things from this. Either this is going to be a learning lesson. You learned the lesson, you're right. done with it. Are we going to keep repeating this? You know, yeah, like, cause or, God will keep throwing those, those obstacles oh God, for you to God learn that lesson. Will. Yes. God until you learn. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually I learned um, in, that everybody kind of, even though a zodiac sign, everybody has zodiac signs, right. and, you know, everybody born in a sun sign. And sun signs is basically just a, uh, basically who you are, the sun sign you were born under. Okay. Right. 
So like you're a Libra, I'm a Scorpio. Um, everybody's born under a sun sign every 30 days or every 28 to 31 days, the calendar changes. Jay, tell me a little bit more about the sun signs sure. and the zodiac. So the sun signs, so zodiac signs are a great way to kind of getting a basis of who you are personality wise, mm-hmm. kind of when the sun, it's when the sun was in that sign. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and for it's every 30 days and it's 12 signs, uh, just like 12 months, mm-hmm. everyone thinks we have this 13th month or this 13th planet. That's not true, by the way, if anybody is listening. Um, it's just a, another reason to throw us off kilter, but right. it's just the 12 signs. We have the 12 houses in Zodiac. Um, and, but we only have nine planets and we tend to, with astrology, astrology is a great way of kind of knowing your spiritual DNA. Okay. It gives you a good basis. Sure. So there's the sun sign when the moon, the, your moon sign, and then your rising sign. Okay. So your sun sign, basically where you fall under, you're a Libra. Right. Your moon, I would only know that by knowing your birth date and your actual um, location. Okay. okay. So so I could tell you that? You could tell me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Go so ahead. I'm, uh, what, what did you say? The actual date? Well, give me your actual birth date. So that's oh, October 10. 4th. Yeah. 10, 4, 6, 5. Okay. So 1965. I'm also going to do your numerology. So okay. And uh, I was born in Patterson, New Jersey. Okay. And what time do you know? I think it was in the afternoon. I'm pretty sure. I would know exact time in order to get your rising time, um, but I can get a lot just with this. Okay. Okay. So I can get your moon sign actually. And I can get your, first I'm going to give, tell you your numerology. So there's numerology and astrology. Okay. okay. Numerology came before astrology. The reason why that is, is because in order to have astrology, you have to have numbers. So numerology okay. came before astrology. Okay. okay. Numerology is probably the oldest uh, way of looking at people. Right now you're 10 plus four plus 19. This is how we do it. 10 uh-huh. plus four. So if anybody's listening, they can do this at home. Uh-huh. Plus 19 plus 65. It comes to 98. So now we're going to take that 98. We're going to go nine plus eight is 17. So mm-hmm. now we got to reduce it down again. Okay. So we go from one plus seven is an eight. So you an are eight. a life path eight. That oh. never changes by okay. the way. Eight is abundant. Eight is infinity. Okay. Mm-hmm. So an and eight also means that you tend to wrap yourself up kind of in intertwined, which you are, you're a mother, you're a connector, you're a natural connector. You're somebody who likes to bring people together. You're all about the dinner table. You're all right. about you know, all of those things. So I feel eight suits you. And that's so So, funny because I don't like hard angles. I don't like square angles. Yeah. 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 That's so funny. Yeah. So now I'm going to tell you what person you're in. So you're a 10 plus four, which is the day you're born Mm -hmm. plus 20 plus 20 because we're in the year 2020. Right. So actually on your birth, Right now, you're a life path eight yes. in a personal year of an eight, right? which is destiny. So something in this year, you're destined to do. Okay. Okay. So when your life path number and your personal year number lines up, you're destined to do something that's that's going to be your marker or your trademark in your life. Like, like I did this in the year in, during quarantine, or I created right. this during this time or right. whatever it is. During the year of 2019, from your birthday, from 10-4-2019 to 10-4-2020, you're going to create something in your life that's going to be considered destined. Wow. Hmm. Okay? That's very interesting. Yeah, your destiny is kind of going to shine through. And Mm -hmm. it also could be something you've already done that's now going to come to the forefront and be shown. I see. We're also in a universal year of a four. And this universal year of the four is all about government, deconstruction. This is all about dismantling. This is all about taking the four walls of your home. What right. do we all do? We're all stuck in our home. Homes. Yes. Four represents home. It's all about reconstructing our home, our home environments. It's recalibrating how we do things. And this is exactly what this quarantine has done for most of us. And that's so what this, this, is, this is. This is universal for everyone right now. Everyone. Everyone Not is me. in a universal. Right. The yes. universe is in a four. four. The universe. Wow. Every, wow. Every, the entire planet is in a four year. Wow. And this universal four year is creating the dismantling and the deconstruction of not only our government, but our sovereignness. 
Right. Whatever we sovereign, our home is our own sovereign. Right. So we have to now recreate that. And this is where this is where God's coming back into homes again. God yes. is coming back into schools again. God is going to be coming back because guess what? It's been Nobody missing. can tell us how to run our sovereign anymore. Right. Okay. So right. I remember when I was going to school, we were able to have holidays. We celebrated every, every holiday. holiday, every single, every under the sun. single Me one. Too. Yeah. We learned about everything. We knew the dreidel song right down to Absolutely. We knew, oh, holy night. We knew it all. Everything. And, and our children lost that somewhere along the way. They don't understand cultures. They don't understand anything. It's kind of, it's Robots. sad to watch. It's like sterile and it's, it's, it's like wrong. Sterile. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you right. know, the more that we learn about each other, the better we are as people and the more yes. tolerant we can be. Maybe it's not yes. something we and believe more. in, but we have to respect it that we someone else it. believes in that. And right. so that's really lost because kids are growing yes. up without their own sense of identity. It seems like they're right. all, as much as society has tried to put in place, oh, be who you mm-hmm. are and it's okay to be this way, it's okay to be that way. In schools, they're teaching, they're stripping them of that. They're stripping them of all of that beautiful knowledge of different, like I grew up in the projects, right? And mm-hmm. we had everyone from all walks of life in yes. our apartment building. Yes. I smelled every smell that it was. Right. The lady upstairs would cook Indian, the lady across the hall was 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 from Liberia. She made fufu, this one made this. We had it all. I can make matzo bowl soup. I can I know how to make the chicken palm. I know how to make fufu. I know how to make everything. There's nothing right. I don't know how to make. But because I learned from everybody. My mother it, wasn't a very good cook. Pop. She would just say she kissed better than she cooked. That's what my mother would say. Well, that's because good. Because she just we all need good kisses, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what she always used to tell my father. I kiss, but I kiss better than my cook. My dad was the cook in my house. Well, that's cute. So I'm going to do your. I'm going to do your chart really quickly. Okay. So what I'm doing right now is I'm using an app. Um. So and I use that because it makes it so much easier. But when sure. Janet Scialis, the star goddess, she still did handmade charts with a wow. compass. Okay. Where it was like precisely at six sure. degrees, and then she would draw the circle in this degrees. And what she noticed about my chart was the fact that um, my rising sign. There was this little blurb um, on my rising sign, and that's when she looked at me and she goes, um. Is there something you want to tell me? And I remember saying, and I'm like, no. Uh-huh. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I, I didn't want to tell anyone. You're Patterson, correct? Yes. Okay. So I didn't want to say, you know, what it was because I was scared, uh-huh. obviously, because I'm like, oh, God, is she going to tell someone? You right, know, what is right. she going to say? My secret's out. Sure. My secret's out. And I was scared. So I'm just putting this in. So when I did that, She said, okay, well, now I know. So you need to tell me, what are you going to do about it? And I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's when she said, well, you're going to come to the radio station next week and you're going to go live on the air with me. I'm like, what am I going to do? She goes, you're going to do readings. Wow. I was like, I've never even been on radio a day in my life. And I said, I have kids to take to school in the morning. She goes, figure it out. It's the first time I ever had to figure something like that out because I had to literally be at the radio station at 5 a.m. because it was live. Wow. That's amazing. And that was it. And then that's how Jennifer Lopez found me. Oh, is, I was going um, to, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Everybody that yeah. heard my introduction wants to know uh, how yeah. you came to work with Jennifer Lopez. So, oh, wow. So far, just so you know, yeah. you are all air, my friend. Really? You are all air in your chart. Yes, you is that are. That's a good thing. This is amazing. Thing? Yeah. yeah the, you know what it is? You're very intellectual. You think things through. I you do. know how to. You're a thinker. You're a yeah. big thinker. Almost you overthink probably. Sometimes, um, sure. Yeah. And you have the beautiful anchor. Look at that. And you also have the five point star in your chart. I'm going to show it to you right now. Okay. If you can see that. Can you see that? Mm. Oh, yeah. Bright? It's too bright. It's okay. Too you bright? can send it Are to you me. Sure? Yeah, you can Hold send on, it to me second. later. Okay. So anyway, you have the five point star, which is beautiful. But you have a sun in Libra. Libra is also air. Libra's air sign. Your moon is in Aquarius. Uh-huh. That's also air. Okay. okay. So your moon, your moon is kind of where your emotions are. So you, you feel like a more, you, when you feel, you think of you're very, you could become very detached, which is great because you're non-judgmental. Right. See, that's where the non-judgmentalness comes in with you because you can, you can think of how someone else might feel. You can see the black and white of it all. Right. You're not all in your feelings. Right. Okay? No, no, I'm not. I, I, I look yeah. at every side. That's where sometimes Libras could come off wishy-washy they say because um Mm -hmm. oh you can't take a stand well i see my point 
you know, that right, obviously, but, but I also else's. see somebody else's point. Else's. And so I try mm-hmm. to go forward in that manner right. because I don't want to ever judge or I sympathize or, with other people and what they're going through. Exactly. And your Mercury is in Libra. So you speak also in balance. So you know how to balance out your speech, your talking, your, you know how to, you know how to give the good first and then the bad. Well, I'm going to tell you what you do great first. Then I'm going to let you know what you do bad. Okay. Right. Your Venus is in Scorpio. That's huge. That's your planet of expansion. That is your planet of love. Mm -hmm. So you love hard. You love deep. Once you love, you don't unlove. No, you've always loved. You're always going to love that person. There's never going to be, no matter what they do, you may never be friends with them again, Right. but you'll always love or have love for that person. You don't unlove people. Absolutely. I don't believe in disposing of people, of your feelings. Yeah. You don't dispose of, right. You don't unlove people. You don't just all of a sudden, I don't love you anymore. It doesn't work. And that sometimes hurts. Because you still it feel that hurt. love. Um, I'm a that Scorpio. You, I get yeah, it. You get yeah. it. So you love them. But you, I also know at the same time, it's not practical. It's, it's not, not practical. It, does, it doesn't suit me. It doesn't resonate with me. So I have to know how to discern and say, okay, this relationship is not something I need in my life. But I will always pray for you. I'll always love you. I'll always make sure you're okay in my heart. Right. Never want to hear anything bad ever happen Of course. To you. Yes. Um, Mars and Sagittarius. Mars is the planet of war. So you don't like to see war. No. Okay. And and you need to see the higher mind of it all. Like everyone needs to see the higher mind of something. Like everybody get the hell out of their own way and start to see the truth in the matter. Mm -hmm. Not so much the bullshit. Right. Okay. Your Jupiter is in cancer. This is your feeling. Jupiter is the planet of luck. Uh Jupiter is the planet of abundance. Okay. And it's in cancer. So probably around the summertime is probably when you get a lot of your quote unquote inspirations or feelings or your deep emotions. So summer is big for you. Oh, I love summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's big for you. Okay. Saturn is in Pisces. Saturn is the planet of lessons. Okay. And it's in Pisces and Pisces is duality. So it's basically your biggest lessons has come from the fact that you have been extremely discerning in how you handle things. You've been hated for not taking sides. Right. Does that make sense? You've been hated for not Mm -hmm. taking sides. Mm -hmm. That's your Saturn in Pisces. Your Uranus in Virgo, Uranus is the planet of unexpected happenings. So it's done in Virgo. So basically the fine details, maybe you didn't see something all the way through and you had and something unexpected came of that, both positive or negative. It's kind of, you didn't overthink it. So therefore you got the, the blessing. Right. See, when you overthink things, you don't get the blessing because you put too much emphasis on and too trying much time. to control. And too, too much, much time, time into that. And, and, I, waste the, time. and, I, and I lose the moment. Yeah, and waste you lose time. the moment. Yeah. So that's your Uranus and Virgo. Um, your rising sign says ascendant in Libra only because I did the unknown birth time. So that's another air. So it's like your triple air. Uh-huh. Okay. So it, it, it kind of all goes. It all flows pretty nicely together. Well, thank you. Thank you. That was really interesting. Very, very interesting. You're what very a gift. Welcome. I think our vision is becoming clear. I think we're actually resonating and vibrating at such a wonderful vibration, a higher vibration is where we need to go, which is basically we're tuning out all of the, I say cockamielda, we're tuning out all the cockamielda in our lives. We're tuning out all, all, the, that white noise. all the chatter, yeah. that chatter, that, that negative chatter of who thinks what or what thinks who, who said this to and where we have to it, go and where we have to be where and where we, we have, have to, to be seen and, and all that other yeah, stuff. Oh God, please. Let me tell you something, Kathy. And I've had this gift my whole life and you know never thought in a million years i'd be out there in the world and work with jennifer and work with you know adriana and just work with the most amazing businessmen you've ever met in your life that make billions and billions of dollars that they call me and they trust me yes with with my final say of how a contract should be written or what should be done or how much money they should give over to somebody or whatever but at the end of the day i hang up the phone i go back to cooking right my life hasn't changed i won't allow it to change to change this morning i had I had right. the cheese on top of toast with honey. That's what I had this Yummy. morning for lunch. For that breakfast. sounds so My good. Favorite. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had that when I went to Italy. And I yeah. and ever since then, I kind it's, of been doing the same yeah. thing. But, but, but that doesn't let, it doesn't stop me from being who I am. Right. You know, it doesn't stop me for the fact that I still am who I am. And that's and I the think most a lot important of thing. Lose it. Yes. Yeah. 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 A absolutely. lot of people lose their way very they quickly. Do. And they forget yeah. what, who, like I always say, you know, people say you forget yeah. the taste of bologna. For me, it's uh you forgot the taste of spaghetti ale olio. Yeah. Like the, that basic, <laughs> you know, the you forgot basic, the taste of, of that basic yeah 
pasta with a little olive pasta. oil and garlic that you forgot it. That's what you were raised on. Don't forget that. Don't forget Don't who forget you are that. ever. Exactly. Exactly. What is, what is, what is one of the dishes that you made in your household? Cause I know you and your husband came from humble beginnings very, just like I did. It very. wasn't like we, we had a ton of money. I mean, my budget at one time, I think was like 56 or maybe $60 a week for food. Mm-hmm. For, for a family of five, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So chicken legs went a long way, but oh, yeah, they do. I'm saying they, <laughs> they still <laughs> do. And, they still do. Exactly. Chicken yes. legs and chicken thighs go. Chicken cutlets was a luxury. Yes, of course. People don't realize chicken cutlets was well, a luxury. What my mother used to do is she'd buy mm-hmm. the whole chicken and fillet it herself yeah. to get the chicken cutlets, you know? And so yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot less um, economic. I mean, a lot more economical and it stretched yes. the chicken and she'd use those yes. bones and make it for soup. And so, but we had pasta like, and so unlike, um, similar to your growing up, yeah, we had, we rice, had rice and beans. beans. Every night. Yeah. So my yes, father loved pasta and we had it every night mm-hmm. one way yeah. or the other, um, mostly with beans some way. And so yeah. a big, big dish was, uh, uh, pasta chiche in it. So garbanzos with, with pasta and oh, a little wow. bit of fried garlic and paprika, like a little crushed red, but the sweet red And pepper. isn't it the best? And it was so My delicious and so good. My lentils and pasta, pasta with lentils. Yeah, we used to have that. I mean, every single yeah. night we had some form of pasta. And so, pasta. and a lot yeah. of times it was beans. So we got our protein. There was, we're, right. the, our and household was, was expensive. Seven, very, and it was not necessary to overindulge right. on meat. You know, my, my mother right. grew up not having a lot of meat and, you know, as right. she grew up in Italy, my father either. Yeah. And so- you know, pasta was the basics and maybe a small piece of meat. And like one London broil would feed a family of seven. You seven, know? right. Because you had a few slices. Yeah. 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 And Because I'm one of five children. So yeah, we each had a little piece and it was, it was fine. Totally. It was and, fine. But we, um, we were okay. Yeah. We yeah. were and healthy, really healthy. Yes. And strong. I think people right now are losing weight more than I think they're gaining. Everyone's like uh, talking about gaining weight. I yeah, don't well, know. I think that everyone is I'm eating an exception to that rule. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're, we're just eating constantly we're just in this indulging household. A little bit. Yes. But, but but you cook all day like I cook yeah. all day. People yes. don't realize this, but people don't think I cook. I cook all day. I've always cooked. I've well, that's a luxury of working from home. You can cook um yes. in stages. You know, yes, and it takes a little exactly. bit more time or whatever, but it is great to be able. And I spend all my day in the kitchen, so I love, yeah. you know, preparing things. And I've been lucky enough now to share some mm-hmm. of my um my dishes, great recipes, yeah, on doing lives. And so, uh, yes, I love it. I yeah, love so watching. I'm like, fun. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I when you made the pustanesca, I was yeah. like, oh yes, yeah, so I, easy, I, 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 such I, I, an I easy pantry item, uh, pantry know, dish. People yeah, people don't realize that it's it's kind of things. I said yesterday on my live, I said, uh, people don't realize this, you know, how your grandmother, your mother grew up and they're like, don't touch that. It's for when I was like, you know, like the apocalypse right. is going to come. We might need that, you yes. know? And it was like, but it's been in here for like 10 years. We might need it. Don't touch it. It's and there it was for the reason, sardines, yeah. the corned beef and hash. Or the- exactly. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Too funny. It was this kind of, it, it's now it's like, you know, it's kind of a joke, but now this, I'm doing the same thing to my kids. So I'm like, you don't need to eat that. Go cook an egg. You right. Know? Right. That's <laughs> Go fresh. Go have that. Fresh. Yeah. Go have that. Instead yeah. of, you know, whatever we might need that. Who knows? Yeah. We might not be able to get more milk or more eggs from the store, you know? Right. So, so. Um, I do the same thing on my yeah. end over here, but you know, I wake up every morning with the, the intention of it being a great day. I do my first four minutes in the morning starts my morning. I think everyone should do that. You allow your first four minutes to kind of just take a deep breath before you even get out of bed. Don't look at your phone, just connect with source, just connect with God. Just be like, dear God, guide me today. Let me be your vessel, whatever that may be, you know, and in four minutes, I go over the entire roster of my clients. I go over just about everything. And then I say, okay, I'm ready to get out of bed to face the day because I can kind of already feel what the day is going to be like. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I use that as a, as a, as a source of energy to kind of, so I'm not kind of getting side blinded uh, with BS, you know, and I tend, that's how you kind of, control the BS is what right. you allow. It's boundaries, you know, healthy, sure. healthy boundaries. And I think everyone is learning how to instill those boundaries because mm-hmm. now that they're home, I think they see people calling them and they're like, I don't want to talk to this person. How do I not talk to them nicely? <laughs> how do I keep ignoring their calls? Um, you know, and sometimes you really do have to send that message to somebody, which is uncomfortable, but to say, Hey, you know what? I'm glad that you, everything's okay. Give me yes. a couple of weeks. I'm just trying to handle a couple of things at home. Kind of prepare yourself to have that conversation sure. with someone your terms. Of vibration. Right. 
Exactly. It just lowers your vibration. It you does. Know it. it does. Because we all absorb off. everyone else's energy in one way or another. Yes. We do. One way or another. Yes. Absolutely. So and they well, need to pay could, attention to that. Yes. And, and, mm-hmm. and learn how to deal with it instead of picking up the call when you really don't want to, exploding, and then it just, mm-hmm. it, it ends bad. So what could be... Yeah. Before we close out, I want some sure. um, recommendations for you. So for in the morning, four, four or five minutes right. to yourself every morning. To, your, to yourself without looking at a phone. I'm talking stay in bed. Don't, right. don't even move your body. Just close your eyes, place your hand on your heart or on your stomach, wherever you feel comfortable, and kind of just breathe and, and, and just allow the thoughts to run through your mind. Don't control your thoughts. Right. Just allow them to run through your mind. Whatever you might see, you might see a pop-up of a person that you maybe haven't talked to in a while. That's God's way of saying they're thinking of you. They might be reaching out to you. Maybe you're having a thought of maybe we're going to want to make for dinner that night. Maybe somebody calls you and says, by the way, can you, you know, do you have this? I want to make this. And go, oh, right. that's probably why I saw the, oh, sure. let's just say. Sure. And whatever it might be, but don't overthink what you're seeing or feeling because that's where you ruin it. You kind of put your hands in that right. pot of the sauce and you kind of ruin it, right? So don't do that. Don't overthink it. Um, I think a great way too is, is connecting or knowing what you're hearing and what you're feeling mm-hmm. and trusting that, right. really trusting that. Because okay. sometimes we don't want to hear certain things. We're like, with that person's not going to call me or I'm right. not going to get that, that shopping agreement, or I'm not going to get yeah. something in the email or whatever. And we hear that, but then hear that to know that and to not expect it. So your expectations aren't let down. It's God's way of saying it's not time. Right. The divine time hasn't kicked in yet. It's okay. It's okay. fine. Okay. And go about your day. Um, and then how I should also, we close out our day? Closing out a day for me would be knowing that around 10 o'clock at night, that's my time, by the way, what Mm -hmm. I do 10 o'clock for me is going through the recount of the day, you know, all the great things that happened and none of the bad Um, and recounting the day as far as saying to myself, you know what, we all ate, we all were happy. Everybody went to bed unharmed, unscathed. You know, we, 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 you know, I had great little conversations here and there. I was able to kind of do two or three clients. The day is done. Close it out. Mm -hmm. The day is done. It's almost, and I picture in my mind, putting an X kind of on the calendar of that day. And almost that like day putting it to rest, like you done. said, and be putting at peace it with bed. it. Yes. Be at peace for the day, whatever it might be. And then looking forward to the next day and being grateful for every ounce of it, whatever right. it may be. Right. You know, just the fact that my plant is growing. Very thankful. Yeah. Just the fact that, you know, you know, exactly. just the fact that I was able to make matzo bowl soup yesterday. I was thankful. I was grateful. You know, I mean, just all of these little things you just have to be mindful of and be, and mindfulness is really being present. If you're not, mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're not being mindful, you're not being present. I hope my listeners get a lot of benefit from that. I'm sure they will. And oh, if yeah. they want to keep up with what you're doing and yes. talk to you on a regular or mm-hmm. um, follow you on Instagram, where can they find you? So they would text the number 813-922-9677, 813-922-9677. Instagram is jrelive, J-A-E-R-A-E-L-I-V-E. Made up that name because I do lives and I'm known for doing lives from the moment Facebook started doing lives. I've done them. Um, I was probably the pioneer in doing uh, lives psychically, kind right. of doing readings on air. Um, so jrelive, J-E-R-A-E-L-I-V-E. They can usually send me every Sunday to Monday night, depending on which week it is. Um, and they can get me uh, right there on Instagram. And right there is the book button. There's a button that says book. Awesome. And they can go ahead and book a session right then and there online, which is fantastic. I only read on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, I am retained by a lot of my clients where, they, you know, I'm, I have to be available for them 24-7, basically. Um, so it. Tuesdays and Thursdays are my okay. carved out times for just one-on-one sessions. Right. Okay. So, and, and I, I will do have more that. Than 30 minute, yeah, I don't, I don't do more than 30-minute sessions, though. Okay. And I will have that, Jay Ray, that. Your, your Instagram handle on my, yes. in, in that information on my, um, in my show notes, uh, friends. So if you click Absolutely. in the show notes, you'll be able to find where you could, it'll take you directly to Jay Ray's, yes. uh, socials. So yes. Jay Ray, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I adore you. I think I you're wonderful. You too. You're I think that you are an amazing mother. I think you're an amazing wife. I think that you really make the best of every situation and you make it known for people that there is hope. You know, yeah. at the end of the tunnel, there's hope, you know, there and is. there's, there's definitely, you know, listen, there's nothing is ever perfect, but no. we're perfectly perfect. Correct. And we try That's to make the, the worst, take the the whatever worst. out of the situation and try to make it perfect and, and try to make it as perfect as we possibly can. Exactly. But we already are perfect. God has made us perfect. Yes. From the moment we're born. 
yes so i love that i love how we're ending this yeah yes with that note well i love you very very much have a wonderful day thank you love you you very very soon okay thanks so much for joining me talk to you soon talk to you soon bye-bye bye thanks everyone for joining um i hope that you all stay safe and healthy and i hope you enjoyed this interview with jay ray she's a doll as i mentioned you could find her through her socials go to my show notes and you'll be able to connect with her um have a great day have a great week when you get a chance go over to apple podcasts and rate and review the show share it with your friends and we'll be back again next week have a good one 